0: hey phil
1: hey senda
0: you want to talk about pacing clues in a mystery
1: if i answer that question will it be too early in the show hmm
0: let's cue some music
1: Welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil.
0: And I am your other host, Senda. And for tonight's topic, GM Gerrymander asked us on Twitter, uh, a simple topic, how, as a GM, do you properly write and run good mystery adventures? I never seem to be able to get the clues and pacing down Pat, either they never figure it out or they figure it out in the first hour.
1: Yeah, so this question, Jerry, may be simple. But mysteries are actually one of the hardest types of adventures to run. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mysteries require a number of things to go right in order for them to be satisfying, and just a few things to go wrong to make them fall flat. So, uh, we're going to be sharing our best tips on how to plan the clues for a mystery and what to do when things start to change in your game.
0: Yep. But first, Definition Panda. Before we jump into this topic, what do we need to know about mysteries and clues?
1: Uh, yeah. Let me put down my uh, bamboo and, uh, <laughs> and put down my bamboo and, and explain. Uh, so, a mystery. Or,
0: or define, you could even say.
1: Yes. Let me, let me <laughs> define and allow me not to fall out of my chair. Um, yes, please. A mystery is a novel, play, uh, movie, or RPG dealing with a puzzling crime especially a murder. Uh, the key word here is puzzling, right? Which means to feel confused because they cannot understand or make sense of something. Which is really the crux of the mystery. Uh, mm-hmm. And what that means is that in our crime, one or more of the following things are either not clear or not known.
0: Yeah. So like who committed the crime, how the crime was committed, What happened to the victim of the crime? Who is the victim? And why was the crime committed?
1: Yeah, so in many cases, we may know the answer to some of those questions, but not others. And the goal Mm -hmm. of the mystery is to uncover the things that we don't know. So in order to get a complete picture of what happened and why.
0: Yeah, which we do by finding clues.
1: Yay! Clues are a piece of evidence or information used in the detection of a crime or solving of a mystery, right? That's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, Clues can either answer one of the questions or lead us to answering one of the questions, right? So it it either directly answers the question or it takes us somewhere else where eventually we can, we can um, answer the question. And if we accumulate enough clues and the right kind of clues, uh, then we will have enough to solve the mystery. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, so uh, now when it comes to running a mystery in an RPG, uh, the challenge is pacing how the players acquire clues.
0: Yeah, this honestly, to me, feels like the hardest part, because if the clue reveals too much information, then the players could solve the mystery in fewer clues, which means that it might end significantly faster than you intended.
1: Correct. Uh, if the clues reveal too little information, the mystery becomes stymied and the players don't know how to proceed. and They kind of spin their wheels and get frustrated.
0: Right. Or if the players fail to acquire a clue, then again, the mystery runs the risk of being stymied as well because they're missing a piece.
1: Yeah. If the clues are acquired too easily, the players are going to proceed to the conclusion quickly.
0: Right maybe more quickly than you intended. Yep. And if the clues are too hard to acquire, then again, it may take them a really long time to get to the end because it's difficult to find them.
1: Yeah, so um see um Jerry, this is actually like one of the hardest uh one of the hardest things to run. Uh so many of these things can go wrong. Yeah. Um so what this all means though is that um what a clue tells us and the rate at which we acquire clues in our game is going to be how we pace our mystery.
0: Right. Which brings us back to Jerry's actual question.
1: Right. So tonight, we're going to do things a little differently. Tonight, I'm going to talk first about how to plan clues out in a mystery, because uh, I do this a lot for different games, and I do lots of planning and prep of games.
0: Yes, and I'm going to talk about how to make fixes on the fly as you're playing the game when things inevitably change.
1: Because you are really good at improving. It's true. <laughs>
0: I'm not shabby at it either. You're not.
1: But since one of us had to do the prep one.
0: Right, you're going to do the prep one always. There we go. If the choice is prep and not prep, you're going to talk prep.
1: Correct. Okay. Um, all right, so let's, let's get into it. Uh, when you create your mystery... You have to think carefully about how you lay out your clues Um, and you need like you need to do this with an eye on how much info does a clue give? How easy are they to acquire? Right. This is that same thing that we just talked about before about um, how much information and how fast they come, how fast you come by them. Um, So when you are planning out your clues for prepping your game, here are my best tips. Number one, write a what really happened here document. So part of your prep should be a page with however many paragraphs you need to write down what actually happened as like for the mystery. It is a complete explanation. It is only for you, um, but it, it details everything that happened. So, you know, the two people, they had an argument and then there was a scuffle and then they like fought in the kitchen and then one of them picked up a knife, stabbed the other one, then like wrapped up the body in a, you know,
0: tablecloth,
1: tablecloth, threw them in the back of their car and took them out to the swamp where eventually some like, you know, eventually somebody who was going through hiking through the swamp found a partially decomposed body. OK, yep. like you write yeah. all of that out in a document that you keep, because what that does for you is it gives you the complete timeline and image in your head of everything that happened. And we're going to talk about why that's important. You're going to actually talk about why that's important yes. in a little yeah. bit. But it also is going to help you with your prep because you need to then think about uh, clues, right? So based on what you wrote, you're going to figure out what what the clues are, like what people could find, right? Like maybe we're going to find a smear of blood on the floor that indicates somebody was dragged. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe we'll find a missing knife in the knife block that gives us a clue to what the murder weapon might be, et cetera, et cetera. Right. What we find on the partially decomposed body will eventually help us get back to who this person is. Okay. All right. So now the trick about pacing your clues is that your early clues should only lead to more clues. So here's what I mean by that. Clues in early scenes, never answer questions right? Clues in early scenes only lead you to a place to find another clue. And, right. and my best example for this is if you watch the show law and order, the first half of the show, which is always the the mystery part. Uh, if you look at their scene structure, uh, every time they find a clue, they like end the scene and start a scene at wherever the clue led them. And eventually enough times they get to a person, a suspect or enough evidence to arrest somebody. But those early clues are always going to just take you to the next clue, And this is part of your pacing, right? Because if your early clue answers part of the question, well, then how however easy it was for them to acquire it, they're that much closer to figuring out the the, the mystery. Yes, okay.
0: Yeah. So this is like they find a matchbook at the crime scene that leads them to a bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or on that
0: partially decomposed body that leads them to a place where somebody might be able to give them, like, an identity or an address, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, they like, the matchbook gets you to the bar, but it doesn't tell you who the person is, right? No. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so this leads to the next part, which is later clues answer questions. Yeah. So, clues in later scenes start to answer the questions, or they provide Bits of the explanation that you can then put together to answer some of these questions. And I will say there is a thing where GMs will be like, well, I don't want to be too obvious. So I'm going to make this clue like really subtle. Right. Don't do that. Um, (laughs) Don't do that. Players are confused enough playing mysteries. Have your later clues in the game be pretty obvious about what happened. Because players are, for a better, for lack of a better analogy, are literally stumbling in the dark, feeling their way around this adventure, right? Like they don't really know what to do. They're kind of feeling things. And if you if you start limiting how much information they get or you start being super subtle about information, it'll just confuse them more.
0: Right. You have to remember that the only parts of this world that the players can truly see with reliability are the words that you're saying. So Not everything that's in your head in terms of the description is making it into their heads in the exact same way that you're envisioning it. So you just can't be obtuse.
1: Yeah. One of the games that solves a lot of this problem is gumshoe, right? And and so when I say, like, don't be subtle, like gumshoe doesn't even make you roll for the main clue, right? Like when you're just being on the scene with the correct skill present gets you the clue. Yeah. Right. And then there's ways to pay some of your skill points to get more information like above and beyond. And 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 then like this is how Gumshoe solves this problem, right? So Gumshoe solves it by not making this a not making this a problem in finding clues.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. You you have the clue. You get the clue. Right. Yeah.
1: But but the same things apply. Early Gumshoe clues lead you should lead you to later things. And then later clues should solve should solve things. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last uh, tip for this is that you should make a map of your mystery. Uh, and what I mean by that is as you think of your mystery and you think of your clues and you refer to the what's happening document, you should make like a little map. Um, circles and lines are fine. That basically are like swamp, like body and swamp, you know, goes back to Uh, trunk of car, which goes back to house, which, you know, like, or goes to bar, which goes to house, like all of those things, right? Like you should map those out and have connections. And then what you do is for each of the sites, when you are planning your clues, you place your clues in. And what you don't want to have happen is you don't want anything to be linear, right? right? So like, you don't want, like, you have to go from the swamp to the bar To the car, to the the house.
0: To house, yeah. Right.
1: So, what you want to do is you want that to be one path, but then you also want in the swamp something that uh, tells you something about the car, right? Mm -hmm. Something that tells you about the house, right? Like, all of like, so that um, the players, when they pick up a handful of clues, can look and decide, like, do we pursue the tire tracks, the matchbook, or do we try to figure out the house key? Right. Like the house keys, right? Like, well, you know, like what should we do with these? Right. Um, like maybe the keychain has um, a couple of those shopper tags, um, house keys or whatever. And, you know, like if you look at the shopper tags, you can probably figure out what neighborhood this person, um, you know, lives in because, you know, you keep the shopper tags for the places you go frequently, that kind of thing. Right. So but what you do is you lay those out and. And you make sure that um, each location connects to more than one. Um, yeah. And that's super helpful because in doing that, um, whichever way the players go, which gives them feeling of autonomy, right? They don't feel like they're on a railroad, um, goes to someplace fruitful. And then towards the end of your mystery, you want all of your locations and clues to start pointing towards the finale, right? Right. Like,
0: well, I mean the the other thing that I'll say about that is that if they feel like they get stuck on one particular thing, it means that they have other things they can follow up on to try to clarify um, that part that they're stuck on because you know it, it happens, right?
1: Absolutely. And so the other part of this that's really important is if they go down one path and they and yeah. they and they run out they of clues, a end. yeah. Right now, right? Like they just they've exhausted the clues on the de- on that on that branch. Right. They can be like, cool. Okay, so we follow. Like we found the house but we should go back and work on the tire tracks.
0: Right. So now we can go back and follow up on another piece. Yeah.
1: So now I'm going to just make one recommendation. Um, Even if you aren't playing the game, uh, both um, Tales from the Loop and Things from the Flood, right? The two sister games um, have a wonderful chapter on creating mysteries. Uh, I believe it's chapter six, I think in both books, I could be wrong, but um, it's, it's the mysteries chapter. Both of them do an excellent job. Of explaining how to lay out these maps, and in fact, they even give you like some sample blank ones that you can yeah. just like, like you can Fill just put your in. things in, right, yeah, and nice. just follow it. So I recommend that, and then I will recommend pretty much um, the um, mystery advice in any Gumshoe game, yeah, um, because Gumshoe has Gumshoe is specifically designed to make mysteries not painful. Okay, that uh, can comprises all of my. Um, Tips and recommendations on prepping a mystery. Yeah. But we actually have to run this thing. And as we know, no matter what we prep when we run, it never goes (laughs) as we planned.
0: It always is going to change. Yeah. So so I'm going to talk a bit about in-game adjustments to all the stuff that you planned out. So as the game progresses, of course, things change because players are going to do things that are unexpected. They always do. And that's honestly part of the fun of running a game, right? Because if you don't, if you just wanted to tell this exact story and it needed to be perfect, you would write a book.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: So, (laughs) um, Cool. So this is perfectly normal. And it just requires that you make some in-game adjustments to the mystery as you go. So your biggest asset in these situations is that you have that what really happened here document. Right, because then you have all the information as a GM for what happened, which means that you have like stuff and ideas and things in front of you to f- help you figure out how to make changes on the fly and how to do it without like bringing in random things that make no sense. Um, it'll keep things. It'll help you keep things logical um, so that the players can still you know piece things together because they'll all still relate back. Year, how this actually happened which is what they're trying to find out right
1: which by the way we should give a quick credit to fear the boot who um first came up with the what really happened uh what what really happened here i forget if that's the exact name of their document but i want to credit where credits do fear the boot uh was the first uh to teach me this uh concept Anyway. Well, and
0: it, it's interesting because it's basically the slightly more intensive um, mystery version of like knowing the motivation of your bad guy in a game where it's a little bit more just protagonist versus antagonist, right? Because I need to know when the players do something, I have to be able to react to it and I can only react to it if I understand what the opposition is. And to a certain extent, the opposition in a mystery is figuring out what happened, right? So
1: as a little sidebar, in my yeah. non-mystery games, I often yeah. write the... Um, what will they do? Yes. Document? Which is if left unchecked. Yeah. If, what's their plan? Right. What What. What will the character do? What will the NPC do uh, if the players never intervene? And then this way, I always have a reference of when the players start messing with them, how to try to get them to their goal or, you know, like I have some idea of what their motivation plan exactly. All the things you just said. Yes. Also right. apply. Yeah.
0: Cool. Anyway, so it, it's 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 interesting. It's like a it, what really happened here document is a specific version of that for a mystery, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay. So um here are some tips of how to fix common problems that will come up at your table when you're running a mystery, because clues, <laughs> right? The first one is if they miss a clue at a site, which is entirely possible if you're not playing something like gumshoe where they just get them right and you're like oh no i thought that would be easy for you to find and then they don't roll high enough or whatever right you can move that clue somewhere else so that it can still be found in a still logical place just not the first place
1: uh yeah so like the matchbook might have been missed at the murder scene uh but it's uh you just move it to the suspect's office.
0: Yeah, so now they still have the link to go to the bar, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or um, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been two hours and I need to wrap this up in the next two hours, so these clues are coming too, cl- too slow, right? Oh no. You can just make them easier to find. You can um, add more clues at a single site to increase the number found on one location and decrease the amount of travel between locations to find said clues.
1: Uh, Yeah. So in, in terms of making clues easier to find, right? So this is where you can just adjust difficulties, right? Like Yeah, you just, just tweak it. Yeah, you just down the difficulties and make them uh, easier, or uh, you may even just give them, right? Right. Um, so like, for instance, um, you find the matchbook for the bar and a business card to the local gym
0: on yeah. the body. Right, cool. Okay, now we have two leads instead of one. But the other thing that can happen that we were talking about earlier is you might have clues coming in too fast right like they're you're only an hour in and they're almost all the way done with the mystery this is where you can actually sidetrack players with like an action or a drama scene so this is where like you know the chief calls you into his office and he says you stop working on this case or whatever.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you go, oh no, why does he care? <laughs> right.
1: The mayor called and wants you off this case.
0: Exactly. I've actually played that game. It was yeah. pretty epic.
1: <laughs> yeah. You could also, um, you know, while the players are out looking for clues, like you could just have an unrelated crime breakout, right? Like somebody robs the liquor store or somebody takes a shot at them. Um, right. Right. But switching to another um, switching to another type of play uh, will halt the mystery and allow uh, the players to engage in um, in some action or suspense or something like that, which is also actually good.
0: Yeah, from a from, beat standpoint. From
1: a beat standpoint, it's really good, and from a planning standpoint, it's good to have one or two of these kind of tucked away, yeah. and then during the game, option whether you need to use them or not. So, like, you might have, like, all right, cool. At about halfway through, I've got this action scene. And if the players are, like, uh, crawling through the mystery, when the action scene comes up, you might be like, eh, they're having enough problems. I'm just going to not use the scene and let it go. Or, you know, if the players are getting, like, going really fast, then, you know, you're like, cool, I'm totally going to leave the scene in, let them run right into this thing, and we'll have, like, a high-speed chase or uh, something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, the last, like, mystery noir game I played, um, the, uh, a body showed up at the doorstep of the police station.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it listen, was
0: related. Listen, but- police,
1: police officers are, if you're playing, like, law enforcement trying to solve a mystery police officers are always um helping other police officers so a high speed chase breaks out a hostage situation um a gunfight like you know with a bank robbery that went bad that has nothing to do with the players they just happen to be near where the other officers are engaged like that automatically draws uh, automatically draws law enforcement players over to it um guaranteed and of course when in doubt take a shot at them Right. Like oh, yeah. just, just fire a shot from a building. You got yourself yep. about a half hour's worth of of improv.
0: Yeah. They'll do stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the one, the one thing I didn't, um, I didn't have on this list, uh, was, yeah. uh, whether your, um, clue gave away too much or too little information, but if you stuck to the prep rules that we said in the beginning where early clues only lead to more clues and later clues reveal, um, stuff without being subtle, you should not have those problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do that. Yes. Make good clues. Yeah. So overall, the adjustments you're making, they shouldn't be too drastic, but they should be little nudges to keep things moving or to pace things out, right? So it shouldn't be like, suddenly there are no clues when there were previously a million clues. And there shouldn't be like, there were no clues. They couldn't find anything. And suddenly here are 10 clues in the same room.
1: Right. Like little nudges. Little nudges.
0: Just, just. You know, move it along in the direction right. it needs to the,
1: go. The thing about mysteries is mysteries have to feel like they're progressing, right? If mysteries don't feel yes. like they're progressing, players then um, start to wonder what's wrong, right? So yeah. little nudges keep everything moving. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, we're going to talk about one final thing about mysteries. Yes, um, we've, we've talked about this it it previous, previous before. Yeah, yep, we've talked about it in previous episodes, but no red herrings. Let me say it one more time while I clap my hands. <laughs> no red herrings. Right, a red herring is a clue that is a dead end or even worse than a dead end. It leads to a false conclusion about um information.
0: Right. Which it that works great in a novel or a movie, but it's terrible in a tabletop game and it's because in a novel or movie the the, the story is going to come to the inevitable conclusion that it's going to come to with or without that dead end or false information, right? The author can make that happen. But in a tabletop game, like your players are completely reliant on the information that you are giving them. Y- you don't want to set them up to distrust the information you give them. You will then basically just shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: because once they start distrusting clues, um, they'll, they won't they will believe the ones they have. They won't believe the ones they're about right. to find. Like it, it becomes a mess. Just, right,
0: they can't even solve it anymore at that point.
1: Listen, they're going to mess up roles. They're going to misinterpret things. Like you don't need to put any extra confusion into this mystery. That's what no. players are for. Um, yeah,
0: they're going to do it to themselves. Exactly.
1: Like you just just don't worry about that. Like sometimes people are like, "Oh, but I'm going to be clever," and as don't we, be clever. Don't be clever, right? Don't
0: be clever.
1: Don't be clever. Just <laughs> they'll the players are going to make this confusing enough. Yes. Um, cool. All right. So now that we've made such such a strong declarative statement, so much so I had to clap my hands. Um, I know. Do
0: we need to put away the soapbox now?
1: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we
0: borrowed it from Misdirected Mark. <laughs> That's right. I will,
1: I'm going to bring it back tomorrow. I'll, yeah, I'll put take it back with you. Yeah, I'll take it back <laughs> with me and bring it to the Misdirected Mark show, um, which also means uh, it must be time to end the show. And before we do, Senda, tell us about another awesome show on the Misdirected Mark Network.
0: Yeah, on Hu Hustle you can train alongside fellow students Eric Farmer and Eli Kurtz. Eli and Eric make their kung fu stronger by watching wuxia films than discussing how to apply their observations to game design. Cool. I watched one with um with them and it was made me cry.
1: Yeah, I want to watch um <laughs> I haven't listened in a little while so I feel bad because I like really dig, I really dig them. But uh, I'm dying to know if they've done Bloodsport yet, yeah, because it's such a terrible movie—that um, terrible, awesome movie—that I'm, um, I'm insanely curious about about their take on Bloodsport as uh, as a martial arts movie, because it's it's fairly ridiculous, um, and yet and yet I've seen it so many times, I I am almost embarrassed to 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 say you have never seen it, and so soon I have never
0: seen it. Yeah. One
1: day I will. Um, one day when I don't think that time is that valuable, <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I, I I would never le- I would never make you watch it in a ti- in a time where I think like time is of the essence because it's it's not worth that. Um, it's not like I'm wow. correcting something like Die Hard, right? Like Die Hard is an absolute necessity, right? It's a national treasure. <sighs> Say, Sunda, where can people reach us on the internet?
0: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums where you may, depending on when you hear this, be able to continue to enter by way of signing up to get cool dice bag prizes. Um, Or you can drop us an email, panda at MisdirectedMark.com. And Phil, once they have found us in one of those places, what can they do with that
1: information? Just like like GM Gerrymander, please um, submit your topics man we love uh actually talking about the things uh, that you find interesting and to be honest if we had to have come up with all our own topics for 176 episodes I don't know if we'd be still doing it by now but since uh-uh. but since you guys keep coming up with topics we just keep coming up with things to chat about uh, so please ke- keep keep that condition keep that tradition going keep that candle of topics lit in the window and uh, please give us more topics uh, for us to talk about.
0: It's like pandas nomming on bamboo. Yes, Just keep growing the bamboo we will keep nomming the bamboo.
1: The topics are the bamboo. Okay. Um, (laughs) If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, uh, you can support our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP. Uh, Patrons get all sorts of things like the access to to the bonus outtakes from the show, uh, the after show from Misdirected Mark, uh, our show notes, our Slack room, uh, chill with us on our Minecraft server if you like a little block therapy. The occasional parody. There haven't been one in a little while, but, you know, we're working on it. Um, We'll get there. The uh, occasional thing from uh, Encoded Designs, like when we make a game, like often our our, uh, backers uh, get those things uh, before anyone else. Usually like a week before. That's kind of the rule I like is like when we do a thing, I like to give it to the backers for a week before we give it to the world.
0: Yeah, but also they like... When you do that, they don't pay for it.
1: Yeah, I should say patrons, for starters. Patrons. K- Kickstarter yeah. backers. So <laughs> in the hierarchy of things, you should, Kickstarter you backers clarify. Kickstarter backers get their stuff first. Patrons, then the world. Right? Like that's...
0: Yeah, but also like Kickstarter backers get things be-
1: for sure. Because they and backed then, things.
0: Right. And then Patreon backers get some things, depending on what it is. Yes. just for, Usually not the same things as Kickstarter correct. things.
1: Just for being awesome.
0: Right, like just just to clarify, like correct so the big thing that our, our Patreon backers got was the turning point quick start.
1: And they got it uh before uh the world did. Be- yep. Cool. Uh, the other thing we like to do is give shout outs to our patrons. We have three tonight, and because we're running low on time, I'm gonna do them really quick. Jesse Edmund, the Royal Doctor, JT Evans, fellow gnome, gnome, pointy hat. Uh, and uh John. <laughs> just John.
0: Thanks, John.
1: Uh and hey, send a What's the thing that people can do now that Mac Catalina has destroyed iTunes and oh reduced it into separate apps? What is the thing that people can do that um, is just as good as um, supporting the Patreon campaign?
0: Um, You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Gosh, I hope it still works the same because I haven't updated my computer yet. Yeah, but you can leave us a rating or a review um, wherever you get your podcasts. We super duper appreciate them. And if you leave it somewhere that is not the US Apple Podcast Store, um, we'd super duper love to hear where that is. Just drop us a note and let us know so we can go see it, because otherwise we don't always see it. Like I just found one today on Podbean that I didn't know was there, and it made me super happy. You didn't even share it. I did. I told you about it. I put the link in the Slack room. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Sorry. (laughs) accusing me falsely anyway thank you so very much to everybody who's already left a review they really do actually help new people find the show which is great also artistic validation anyway uh say phil show me how you are pacing out your next mystery for things from the flood oh boy it's so cool This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got. 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 show me what
1: you got. Show me what you got. I have waveforms. <laughs> now it looks like an arrow today.
0: <laughs> well, an arrow is just not as exciting. Accept- I mean, the other thing about waveforms is like I. I, I, if I don't make them the same like size on the screen then I'll never see what you saw when you recorded it
1: uh-huh I know it, yeah. but it was it amused me last time because it just happened in real time and then I was like oh and then they started laughing
0: <laughs> I know your waveform made you
1: blush it did it was pretty funny it's pretty funny Bloop.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> we should we should start the show
1: yeah. No, we we, we should be have another we should have another show that's called Pop Explaining, where like basically <laughs> each episode is like I pick a thing and just explain it to you. <laughs> like well like so the only tonight thing is, we're like, talking about blood sport like the that's, you know,
0: that's it's funny for you and me but like there's a lot of people who could misinterpret that <laughs> i
1: bet you people would take a bonus episode if we did a pop spleen
0: oh yeah our listeners yeah i think i think there's an understanding oh no, no you're that right pop spleen no, is correct. not mansplaining like right but like because it's funny for all of us involved, it's
1: intentional. No, we'd have to set it up with, you know, you were in we a cult, you missed part of, you know.
0: <laughs> right, like, I actually don't know these things. Right,
1: and I'm going to I'm gonna asking, explain them to you.
0: And I'm saying, yes, please tell me. I'm
1: not trained in any of this, but I'm going to explain it to you. <laughs> You're
0: going to explain that's what it to me are as, for. You, as you lived it, yes. and then it will be like the telephone version of, like, all the pop culture that I missed.
1: <laughs> Bloops. Okay, yes. show? Do show?
0: Yeah, show, show. But you know, just to be clear, yes. I can talk about a lot of '90s anime. So,
1: uh, yeah, way more than I could. <laughs> just I got like four, I got four '90s anime. Like, I you know, like
0: I know Vampire H- Champlu should probably be your next one.
1: I watched a little bit of that actually, but no, I got like Vampire Hunter D, Fist of the North oh, that Star, makes sense. sure, um, original Ghost in the Shell.
0: Right, of course.
1: Yeah, and a couple others. Oh, Project oh, Aiko. One, Project Aiko is like one of my favorites.
0: Uh, there's, there's, oh, there's another one that I'm thinking of that I can't remember the name of. It's a movie. It starts with an A, but it's not Aiko. Anyway, Akira. Um, and also Cowboy Bebop. Not actually Akira either. But have you seen Akira? <laughs> oh yeah,
1: no, I totally saw Akira. <laughs> right, 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 a, right. A couple times actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, if you'd like to, if you'd like to do the show, uh, press the button now. Boo doot. There we go. Be like your, your dryer i know <laughs> your dryer sounds like an 80s arcade game i know like, looks like, your dryer sounds like somebody's dropping quarters into an 80s arcade game
0: ready player one boop boop that's right Bing.
1: okay you ready well
0: meow. yes meow, meow. <laughs> Ooh, simul meow
1: yeah okay
0: how many meows
1: no just that's it you go
0: how how many meows does it take to make a meowth? Do the show. <laughs> Just do the show. Okay. I forgot to go back up to the back, the top of the show. I know. Don't whisper. It doesn't come it's through like, the bones. It's, it's like
1: amateur night here tonight. Oh, my
0: God. Okay. Sorry. We're good. We're good. We're going. We're going.
1: Bloop. Boom. Boom. Oh, you did the second? You
0: did the second? Okay.
1: (laughs) Whose clues? Blue's clues! (laughs) Get out your notebooks!
0: I was trying so hard not to do that, (laughs) and then you did it!
1: Ah, yes. Now, Now, if people laugh at this in the outtakes, it'll be one of two things. Either you are young enough... To have watched Blue's Clues and you're like, yay, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. Or you are a parent and watched Blue's Clues because your kids were watching Blue's Clues. Uh Uh-huh. I fall into the parent part.
0: As do I.
1: But Schmitty might have actually seen. Schmitty
0: might have actually watched it. I don't know. Correct.
1: Okay. So anyway.
0: um... Bloop. This one I think is really common. Blue's Clues? Blue's Clues. I was saying a thing. Damn it. Sorry, <laughs> it's like I just can't even stop myself. You say it, and I say the thing. I interrupted myself. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying.
1: Just take it right from the. So here's some tips. Uh,
0: right. Well, I enjoyed catching up on the '90s films. That was fun.
1: Oh, I, that was excellent. Our our um mm-hmm. our um our '90s teen rom com exchange was um was an excellent inter anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like Ten Things I Hate About You really holds up, actually. <laughs> uh,
1: I thought that was very good. And um yeah. I can't hardly wait. Uh was just as enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay, good. You can find us in the
1: Were you gonna say the G Plus community? <laughs> Were you gonna say it? I'm telling Rob.
0: Oh my god, this is the second show in a row. I stopped myself.
1: You can find us on our MySpace. No, Uh, check us out on our MySpace page. Uh, On our in our live journal. Check us out on GeoCities.
0: (laughs) We have an Angel Fire site.
1: Oh yeah, we've got a uh, we've got an AOL group. (laughs) Take that. Okay, so can we? We've erected a BBS. Like, if you'd like to go to our bulletin (laughs) board, you can dial uh, area code seven one six. No, okay.
0: Well, I mean it's not that much better than that, right? We
1: just went backwards through time. Wasn't that awesome?
0: I know, but now I'm going to tell him about the forums, which is also like several steps backwards from G+. That's true. <laughs> but it's like for reals.
1: <laughs> it is real. That's that one's not fake. It's still Go true. on, please go on. <laughs> um I, I'm really excited to hear about it. I mean, I did the I did the what's the what's going on here document, so
0: I know I'm really excited about it. I can't see anything about it because I, I suspect that people who play in that game also listen to the hey, show. Yeah,
1: might indeed. Yes. Uh, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me, show what, me what, you what
0: you got. Show me what you got.
1: Show me what you got. And forty-three minutes, not bad. We're getting much better at the forty-five. We're getting much better at the forty-five mark. Plus, there's a Ugh. lot of nonsense in this though. So there's
0: a lot of nonsense. Whose clues? Blues clues.
1: <laughs> Do you remember Blues Friend? Who's Blue's friend? Do you remember?
0: Oh, the pink one.
1: It's not the it's not pink.
0: I know. Do you I don't her remember name? their name. I just remember she's pink. Magenta. Oh yeah, Magenta.
1: That's right. And there were two it's... there were so there's now a new host for the show. There's now like a third host, but Oh really? Yeah. So um uh so the first host was uh Steve and then Steve goes off to college and Joe takes over. Mm-hmm. Uh and then um now uh the new Blues Clues host um is uh what's his name? Uh I'm looking. I'm looking. But uh Joe and Steve uh go on the show to um uh what you call called to meet the new host.
0: Okay, that's cute. So.
1: Bloop. Oh, man, I'm looking at all these characters from Blue's Clues. No, Mailbox. we need to stop
0: recording. We Mr. Stop Salt recording. and Miss
1: Pepper. All right, say goodbye. I know, but what about paprika? <laughs> paprika and cinnamon. Paprika uh-huh. and cinnamon. Shovel and pail. <laughs> Tickety-tock. Anyway. S- slippery soap.
0: We, we got to stop.
1: Okay, say goodbye. We got to stop.
0: Bye.
1: Stop.